0: It's episode 107 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show. This podcast provides the tools you need to create your own expression of a healthy ketogenic lifestyle so you can stop obsessing and start living. I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, friends, welcome back. Thanks as always for joining me on this episode of Keto for Women. Today, I'm excited because we have a spicy episode coming up. Got some juicy things to talk about today, some things that honestly, a lot of you might not be ready to hear or want to hear, but you really, really need to hear. And I think others will be ready and willing to hear this and hopefully make some changes for the better onto a whole new journey. And of course, that's why we're talking about it here on the Keto for Women show, because we're all about that kind of stuff. So today we're going over why you are stuck in a diet mindset. I've come up with quite the list of possible reasons why you might not be able to get rid of that diet mindset that's stuck in your head and probably has been for years. So we're going to go through all of those to see if you can find out why, which is the very first step, of course, to changing that mindset. Before we do, a few quick announcements. Today, which if you're listening to this, when it airs, which is Friday, June 28th, 2019, If you're one of those people that listens to it right when it comes out, you still have time to register and join me in my free live keto workshop that is happening later this afternoon. I'm very excited to host that for lots of ladies out there. It's all about why keto isn't working for you or hasn't worked for you and how to change that. So for those that have already tried keto or are doing keto right now and not feeling like they're getting all the benefits or got any benefit, you'll need to tune in. And if you haven't tried keto but are thinking about it and want to make sure you don't go down the wrong path when you do give it a try, you'll also want to attend. If you can't make it live, as long as you have registered, then you will get a recording to watch when you have time. So you just want to make sure you're on that list before the live workshop. Again, it's happening today. So I think most of you are probably going to listen to this when it's already over. But I think also most of you are probably already on that list. And then the other thing that's happening today is enrollment is open officially for the Fat-Burning Female Project. I cannot wait to get started with all of you ladies. This is going to be great. Enrollment, if you want to join and you know you want to join into the Fat-Burning Female Project for July, starts today will go until spots are filled, which will probably be over the next four to five days. So beginning of July will be closed. We start on the 5th of July. So next Friday, the 5th of July, 2019, is when we start class and we go through mid-August. I wanna just share, since it is enrollment season, I want to share a story with you, which is why I created the Fat-Burning Female Project in the first place. I think some of you probably know this story, but it always is fun to hear a story. Back in September of 2016, I decided to go keto to help with just the immense issues that I was having with my health because of living in a toxic mold environment. So being exposed to toxic mold, I developed what's called mold illness or chronic inflammatory response syndrome. There's a whole host of things that happens there, which I think you all, most of you know by now that story of how I got so sick. But anyway, keto was kind of my last attempt at trying something that would help me feel a little bit better. I just wanted some symptom relief. So I jumped into keto And when I jumped into keto, I, of course, I was a nutritionist already. I knew about ketosis, the ketogenic diet. I knew what all of that meant. But of course, I wanted more information. I wanted to make sure I was doing it correctly. I wanted to know a little bit more about what it would feel like, what it would look like, all that stuff. So I did my own research, turned to Dr. Google, and found terrible advice, if I'm being totally honest. Advice that did not make sense for me, my situation, my body, being a female, just all this stuff. It just did not ring true for me. And I knew that. Again, I'm a nutritionist. I knew what was good and bad for the female body in particular and for the health situation that I was going through. And I was kind of, frankly, appalled at what I was seeing as far as information about the keto diet. So I set out do it myself. I created my own plan, my own ideas, my own way. I just set up on my own way, my own path. And that's what worked. That's what brought me to this new place of health. I mean, we're three years out now. I eventually found this new place of health. I eventually got well. I eventually lost the excess weight that I had gained during the illness. I had my energy back. I was working out again. These are the things that I was hoping for from going keto. And it wouldn't have happened if I would have followed what I had been told by Google or, you know, these other influencers out there. So I created my own way, and that's what worked. And as soon as it worked for me, I knew I needed to get that information out there for other women that were struggling so that they didn't have to turn to Google and see this really terrible advice. They were just people that tried it and decided to dispute their information that I guess worked for them to other people, which is really harmful and dangerous to do if you don't have the knowledge and the skills behind it and the education, of course. So that is where the Fat burning Female Project came from. It is exactly what I did to heal my body, get my health back, get my hormones back on track, get my adrenals up and running again, lose the weight that I had gained because I was sick. It's all of those things. And it's what I still obviously talk about today and what I believe in so fully today about keto But it's a completely different approach than what most people recommend to do. So I had to put it into a class so we can all go through it together so that it's very concise, very easy to understand. You have my support and guidance. You have the camaraderie of other ladies. And so this is my baby, the Fat-Burning Female Project. It is my story, basically, that I am now sharing with as many women as possible, which so far has been over 1,200 women. And I hope that you can join me there as well. Now, who should join me over there? That is the question. This course, the Fat-Burning Female Project, is good for those who want to approach keto from a place of health. Versus weight loss. We're not going into this looking for weight loss only. That is not the goal of the Fat-Burning Female Project. It is about health gain, which will then stabilize your body, get it to a place of homeostasis and comfort, where it will then naturally shed any unnecessary weight. Will it do that in three weeks? No, it won't. I can tell you that right now. So if that's what you're looking for, this isn't the right time for you and not the right course for you. If you want to find out more about your health along the way, this is the right project for you. If you don't want to follow these crazy rules and restrictions and the counting and the calculating and the yes, no foods and all that obsession that comes And it really is so, so, so prominent in the keto space right now. If you don't want that, this is the course for you. If you want to learn to eat intuitively and follow an intuitive keto lifestyle where you don't have to really worry about food at all and just kind of eat with what your body's telling you to do, this is the place for you to be. And if you want to free yourself of this diet mindset that we are going to talk about today, if you want to free yourself of that chatter in your head, again, this is the place. It is not good for those who want to approach keto as a crash diet. So if you're still thinking, oh, I want that three-week, 30-pound weight loss that my neighbor had or that girl on the internet had, this is not the place for you. If you're looking for a one-size-fits-all approach where you just have this meal plan, you just have to eat exactly what's on this meal plan every single day for the next 30 days, that's not going to happen. If you're not interested in getting healthier and you can only focus on the size of your pants, (laughs) not the right place. We have to come from this knowing that health is the number one goal here. And then when you're healthy, your body will get to its healthy weight very, very easily. And lastly, if you still just cannot give up the calorie counting, the macro counting, the apps, all that stuff not the right time for you here in the fat burning female project. So those would be the different people who should become a part of the class and who shouldn't yet or maybe it's not the right time or you have a little bit more work to do. All right, that's enough about that, but if you do want to enroll, hit pause right now, head over to Seanminer.com, my website and get your spot to make sure you can get in before it closes for enrollment. Head over there now and then you can always come back. No big deal. We're still here. Hey, all you true crime fans. This is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morphe. All right, let's get into the show. Like I mentioned, today we're talking about why you are stuck in a diet mindset. I think you guys probably are picking up on this, but I have been so fascinated by this diet mindset concept and how many women are struggling with it and what I can do to help you all get out of it. I come at it from a place of understanding and love and concern and care because I have been there and I was there for so many years. I know exactly how it feels. And even when I was writing the notes for this episode, I just saw my past self in so many of these reasons, like probably half of them (laughs) I could relate to back in the day when I was really, really stuck in this diet mindset. And I'm so grateful to have gotten out of it. And I want that for you all so deeply that this has now turned into a big passion of mine. You can look for a lot more work from me on this concept and how to actually change the mindset. This is kind of our precursor. I know I've teased about this a lot, but we do have something coming up in the very near future where I will be able to help you with this in particular. But like I mentioned, the first step is to just acknowledge that you are stuck and get to the reasons why, that root cause reason why. And of course, it's going to, for most of you, be more than one, maybe a lot of reasons. But just acknowledging it and knowing that that is there, stuck in your brain, is the biggest thing that you can do right now to understand what's going on and why you can't quit dieting. And then we can move on from there to learn more about how to get out of it and what changes you can make, which we'll talk about a little bit today, but that will come up in a later podcast episode in much, much more detail. Now, before I get into it, the information that I'm about to share in this episode might be triggering for someone that has an eating disorder currently or has had one in the past so if anything that we share today feels uncomfortable Get in touch with your counselor, your therapist, your doctor, whoever you are working with. And if you think you might be struggling with an eating disorder, especially after hearing this episode, call the National Eating Disorder Association hotline at 1-800-931-2237. I don't want this to be triggering in any way for anybody, but just as a means of enlightenment. So if it does anything negative to your thought process, please go ahead and stop the episode All right, moving on. The reason why I think I got so involved in this whole diet mindset is because of the keto community, honestly. I think this is really just another reason why I'm here teaching what I teach and part of my journey and part of this evolution that I'm in is of course teaching keto and teaching women about their health and the health over weight loss and that kind of thing is so important, and I think a lot of people come to keto with a passive dieting. And that's something that we need to discuss. But I also think that keto can perpetuate it even further, it can really spark that trigger that makes it Frankly, even worse. Disordered eating and orthorexia are running rampant in the keto community from everything that I can see. And it's scary, but I really believe that we can turn the tides and use keto as the bridge that gets you away from the diet mentality. And that's what I've believed from the start. That's what I did for myself. That's what I do for the ladies in the class. We can use keto as the bridge that sets us free and that you can be keto and not be on a diet. Those two things don't have to be a combination. You can be keto and be free and have food freedom and be intuitive with your food and not have these crazy thoughts go on in your head. So that's what we are going to get into today. And I will not stop educating ladies on this harmful mindset. We can and will change it. Okay, let's do it. Now, before I get into the reasons, some definitions. Disordered eating, signs that you have disordered eating, which is not the same thing as eating disorders. We will go through that. These disordered eating signs would be self-worth or self-esteem that is based highly or even exclusively on your body shape and weight a disturbance in the way one experiences their body, i.e. a person who falls in a healthy weight range but continues to feel that they are overweight, excessive or rigid exercise routine, obsessive calorie counting, a rigid approach to eating such as only eating certain foods, inflexible meal times, refusal to eat in restaurants or outside of one's own home. So those are a few signs of disordered eating. And hearing that, you might see that in yourself, but you may also see that that is running rampant in the keto community and you would agree with me there that would be considered disordered eating. Now, eating disorders are diagnosed based on the degree of these behaviors. So there are certain criteria that need to be met in each type of eating disorder in order to be officially diagnosed. And those are different for every type, whether it's anorexia nervosa, bulimia, binge eating disorder, different diagnoses will obviously make that a consideration. But they base it on the degree or the severity of those behaviors. Now, orthorexia is an obsession with eating food It is a condition in which the sufferer systematically avoids specific foods in the belief that they are harmful. Now, this one, there's a lot of gray area, I think, and it's something that kind of came to my attention when I was really involved in the paleo community because there is a lot of orthorexia there, and especially if you move on to do the autoimmune protocol and then you become scared of foods, and that's how I was. I did the autoimmune protocol for almost a year and was scared to eat things. And I understand it's a very real fear because you don't want to get sick again. So I think there's some gray area there in avoiding the foods that you know for sure, for a fact, will make you feel terrible, will trigger your illness, your disease, whatever it may be, versus just being scared because someone else told you they are harmful. Like fruit is bad, which is something that a lot of keto people say, and I completely disagree with, which you all know. But you avoid that because you think it's bad now. All right. Now let's get into these stories that we have around food, which for most of us, we've had these stories for years back when we were potentially adolescents and learn them from our parents or teenagers and learn them from our friends. It Is something that is so deep rooted that for many of us, we don't even know they're there. So, like I said, the very first step and the most important step is acknowledging that they are there and being able to recognize yourself and what we're about to talk about. So, I'm gonna go through this list. And I want you to see what you can relate to, maybe write them down so you can refer back to them. And hopefully that's the start potentially of doing some journaling for you, where you can write down where those came from, why you think that, if it's actually true, which, spoiler, none of these are true. All right. I've kind of broken them down into categories in a way. They were a little hard to totally correlate, but I wanted to make it a little bit more organized. So five different categories. The first one is in general, you're scared of gaining weight. I think like 90% of us, probably 95% of us like, yeah, that's me. So first of all, you think losing weight is the answer to feel what you want to feel. So whether that's confidence, happiness, security, beautiful, sexy, whatever you want to feel, you think that being skinny is the answer to get what you want. You're trying to fix your life in some way. So there's something in your life that's broken that you don't like, that you don't want. It could be that you want a partner. You want a better job. You want to make more money. You want to make new friends. You want to try a new workout. Whatever it is that you are missing or lacking in your life You think that that will come as soon as you lose X number of pounds. And lastly, as part of being scared of gaining weight, you may feel like you have to be quote unquote healthy. And you think that being skinny equals healthy, which a lot of us have that. That is something that we've been fed by the diet industry, which is that skinny equals healthy and you cannot be overweight And be healthy. It just doesn't exist, which is absolutely 100% not true. We all know many people, and you are probably one of them, that are very healthy, but they're not, quote unquote, you know, according to their BMI or who knows, some arbitrary measurement in a healthy range, quote unquote. So that is a very real thing. So you have this diet mindset, I guess for the right reason in that you want to be healthy, but you're still equating your weight to your health. Just kidding. I lied. I do have one more as part of this being scared of gaining weight, which is that if you aren't working on it, like if you don't feel like you're working on getting skinnier, getting healthier, air quotes, again, then that means that you're giving up then that means you know if you don't feel like you're actively working on it or if you're not showing people that you're actively working on your weight, then it's going to appear in your mind, this is what you think, this isn't what actually is true, but in your mind, you think it means it looks like you gave up, that you just don't care anymore, that you are fine the way you are, that you don't want to be healthy, that you don't want to have a better life, X, Y, Z. So these would all be reasons why... You're scared of gaining weight. And so because of that, you cannot let go of dieting. Obviously, I think that is a huge one for most of us. But I think it's really important instead of just being like, yeah, I'm scared of gaining weight, really understand why. Why are you scared of gaining weight? Is it because you think that means that you're giving up on being healthy? Is it because you think you're going to get a boyfriend when you do lose weight? Or is it because you want to feel confident and you think that confidence only comes or only will be there? when you are at a certain weight. you know, And of course, there's probably a lot more stories for this reason of you being scared of gaining weight, but start digging in to that. Really start doing the work now on why you're so scared of gaining weight and why you feel like you absolutely must lose weight. And of course, disclaimer, yes, there are people who do need to lose weight Remember, we're looking at this specifically from a diet mindset. So why that mentality is still there about dieting being the one and only way to better your life, which doesn't have to be the case. You can still go about finding health and losing weight without being on a diet. So that's a different topic. All right. Now moving into the next one, which is you want to ignore your life. This is something I think a lot of women deal with and they don't even know. They don't know that that's why they are so obsessed with the food on their plate. Let's go over some of these. So diets are a misplaced attempt to feel in control when other things in your life feel out of control. This is something I see a lot with women who go through a divorce or whose children leave the house to go to college and they're empty nesters again, or if you're going through some financial stress, lose your job. If things are just not good in your life and you feel out of control and you don't know what to do to help those things, then you become hyper-focused on what you can control, which for a lot of us, we can control our food. It's actually really easy to control our food. That is something that we can dial to a T. Another one, it distracts you from real life. Again, if something's not going well in your life, or if you have something you want to ignore, like your marriage isn't as good as you hoped it would be, and you don't know what to do about it, your job, you hate your job. You don't feel well, your health is declining, and you don't feel good most days of the week. You can use dieting as a distraction from what's really going on because you don't have the time or attention to focus on anything else but the food you're putting on your plate and how well you're dieting that day. You can ignore your life and just focus on that diet. Another one, you might be bored. You are bored in your life. So dieting and obsessing over food gives you something to do. Oh my gosh, this is so many of you. You are bored. And so it gives you something to Google and look up and to look at your app and calculate your macros and try to figure everything out and plan your meals for the week. It's because you're bored. You haven't found something else to fill that space And this gives you something to basically provide some entertainment in a way. Let me take just a quick second here to tell you about another great offer coming from our friends over at ButcherBox. You all know by now that the quality of your meat matters so, so much to the health of your body, to your family's body, to your future health. The health and happiness of the animal you are consuming equals the health and happiness of your own body. That's really the simplest, easiest way to think about it. So you always want to make sure you can get the best quality meat for you and your family that you can afford. ButcherBox is the go-to source for the highest quality, best tasting meat sourced from these happy and healthy animals animals. And they've made it very affordable in order for you to get these meats delivered right to your door every single month. So you don't have to worry about sifting through the grocery store trying to find those meats that actually fit the bill. Because I can tell you from experience, it is becoming harder and harder to find these 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef, the pasture-raised chicken, the heritage-breed pork. You just can't find that in grocery stores stores these days. You can get this all at ButcherBox because they are doing it right and sending it to your door so you don't have to worry about it. ButcherBox is having a super special promo right now through July 7th, 2019 only. It is my favorite promo they ever do all year. It's their free bacon for life promo. That's right. Every single time you get a ButcherBox box of meat it will include a free pack of bacon forever for as long as you have that subscription service. Head to butcherbox.com/kfw to cash in on your free bacon. That's butcherbox.com/kfw. Their bacon is uncured, applewood smoked, free of added sugar and nitrates. It's whole 30 approved. And their customers, me being one of them, say it is the best they've ever tasted. ButcherBox.com slash KFW through July 7th to get your free bacon. Next section, it's in your head. So first thing, it's the only thing that you know. Again, a lot of us relate to this. It's the only thing you know. You've spent so long worrying about your food that you don't know how not to. You do not know how to not be on a diet. What does that feel like? What does it look like? How do you not care about your food so much? I mean, if you're someone who was, I mean, I completely relate to this, was on a diet for like 20, 30 years even 10, five years. It's been so long that you've been obsessing over your food that you don't know how not to. And of course, first step right here, acknowledging that you have no idea how to do that is where you need to be. Another one, you legit think it's going to work. You are still in that group of people, which you are not alone. There are a lot of you out there, which is why I'm here for you sharing all this information, you still believe the diet dogma out there. You still believe what the diet industry wants you to believe, which is that you have to be on a diet in order to be a good person, in order to be happy, in order to be thin, in order to be healthy, everything goes into your diet. That's exactly what the diet industry wants you to think. Because then guess what? You keep spending money. And this diet industry is like a $80 billion industry or something insane. It's working. Their dogma is working. So you are still in that space where you see this information and believe it. But you have to know it is not true. It is not true. If it were true, then it would work. And if it worked, we wouldn't need any of this dieting. We would all be free, completely 100% free around food because it worked. We were healthy and we were happy. We were the size we wanted to be. We were confident. We didn't have to diet or worry about our food ever again. It does not work. If it did, The diet industry would be gone, not an $80 billion industry. So please, please, please get that through your head. Next up, you think there's only one ideal body shape and size, and you must have it. Again, more information being fed to you by the diet industry and the fitness industry alluding to the fact that we have to look a certain way in order to be accepted by society, in order to be healthy, in order to be fit. I mean, my goodness, just go walk anywhere right now. Go walk through your office if you're at the office today. Go look into the cars if you're driving. Look into the cars you pass. Every single lady has a different shape and size every single one, not one of us, unless we're maybe identical twins, maybe are meant to look exactly the same in our body shape and size. And it has nothing to do with how good or bad your diet is, how healthy or unhealthy you are. It's just you, it's your body, it's your genetics, it's who you are and who you're meant to be. And it's not going to change by taking away one last bite of food each day or by calculating your macros a little better or by being a little more specific. It's not going to change. It's not. You are allowed to have your own unique body shape and size, and it is beautiful and healthy and fit and strong and attractive and confident and whatever else you want to feel you can feel what you want to feel in that body that you have right now. It is possible and it should happen. All right, next one in the in your head category is that you are a perfectionist. Again, can we all relate to this or what? You have a list of rules to follow and you will follow it perfectly. It doesn't matter if it's things to do at work or things to do with your food. You are going to make sure that you do that thing as perfectly as you can. And so your diet, your food intake, your calories, your carbs, your all these rules, you love that because it's giving you something to do perfectly. So you love the rules and the obsession and the perfection that can happen when you follow a diet. All right moving along to another category here, which is self-hate. And I hate that word. I wish I didn't have to say it, but that's truly what this is. And it just pains me even to think that this is out there. But again, I think a lot of you will relate to these. First one, you are your own worst critic. You refuse to be happy where you're at. Now, if this is the case and you are your own worst critic, which, hello, I think we all are. I know that for sure. We are all our own worst critics. We all look in the mirror and can find something we hate. But if so, that is always going to be the case until you find out that root cause of why you are so critical of yourself. What is that reason behind? Because even as you lose the 20 pounds or the 60 pounds, even then you will be just as critical, if not more so, of yourself. And a lot of us think that won't be the case. And it's like, oh, we just have to get to this weight and then we'll be so accepted and pretty and perfect and fit. It doesn't work that way. I know from personal experience that it does not work that way. For those of you who've been following me for a while, you've seen the pictures of when I was at a super low body weight competing in a figure competition. I had the six pack abs I went out on stage in the tiniest bikini you could ever imagine. And it, that day when I was getting ready to compete on stage and I had severely di- dieted for 14 weeks and over exercised and I was at the lowest weight I've ever been, I still was pinching my fat rolls, which were not fat. It was skin at that point. No fat to be had. But I was still obsessing and critiquing my body in the mirror. I was still my own worst critic because I hadn't dealt with the real reason behind that, why I was so overcritical with myself, why I felt I needed to look a certain way in order to be accepted. I hadn't dealt with any of that stuff, so it didn't matter what size I was, I was still going to have those stories in my head no matter what weight. So I had to deal with that, and then I was able to stop being overcritical and my own worst critic. All right, moving on to the next one. You want to be successful at something maybe you feel like your diet is the one thing that you can do quote unquote right. So again, there's a lot of built-in stories there that have nothing to do with your diet and everything to do with how you feel like you can't do anything right. Everything you do is wrong or not good enough. Where do those stories come from? Is it something from way back when you were young that you were taught by your parents? or some other family member? Is it something that goes on in your relationship or at work, your friends? Where does that story come from? How did that get there stuck in your head that then now you think, I got to find something I can do that I can do right and be successful at? And your diet is the one thing that you have that you feel you can do right. Moving on, you think you should be punished for gaining weight eating crappy foods, not taking care of yourself. You feel like you deserve this. You deserve to be on a diet forever, to have to worry about your food and count your calories and your macros forever because it's punishment for not taking care of yourself and for being overweight. That is not, that is no, that is not okay. That is not how it should be. That is not true. You do not have to be punished for anything. You do not have to feel bad for eating crappy foods back in the day and not taking care of yourself, you don't have to do anything based on your past or feel anything based on your past. You just have to look to your present and see what you can do now without the guilt, the shame, or the I need for punishment. All right, last little tidbit here is if it's a medical reason. So again, we talked about disordered eating or eating disorders or orthorexia. So if you have a medical reason, like you have disordered eating or an eating disorder, an eating disorder would be diagnosed, medical disorder then starvation and weight loss may change the way the brain works in these type of individuals and then perpetuate restrictive eating behaviors and make it difficult to return to normal eating habits. So it's almost like you're dieting because basically dieting then turned into a situation in your brain where that's the only thing that you can do and you just keep on This dieting behavior because of a medical condition. And if you know that is you or you think that might be you, please get help. Talk to somebody and get the help that you need. It is a medical disorder and it can be treated and helped. So, now those were basically, I think, I don't know, there's like 14 or 15 reasons there. I'm sure there are more, but those are kind of the ones that I was able to come up with before this episode. And I think it's enough right, for us to get started on understanding why we are stuck in this diet mindset and can't get out and can't just eat food and not think twice about it and be in this obsessive pattern. I think a lot of you probably saw yourself in more than one of these, right? And I hope, and if you are driving or walking right now and can't, listen to this episode again and take notes on them. Write down the ones that you really, truly agree with, see yourself in, can really relate to. It is the first and best step to not feeling that way. Now, like I mentioned, these are all not true, right? We have to understand eventually that these are not true. These are stories. They are not facts. They are stories that you have locked into your brain as fact, but they are not actually fact. So that's the first step really. And I think, of course, the hardest step is to clear them. And that's what we're going to work on over the next probably few months here on the Keto for Women show. I'll have a few episodes on ways you can work with these stories that you have and start clearing them. But I do want to give you just some quick tips if you are in that space where you're ready to get started and you, you know these are what you're dealing with, you want to clear them, you want to get rid of this belief system that's going on in your head and you want to feel freedom around food, here are just some things that you can do. Of course, the number one thing, like I said, is being aware. So now that you know this is what's going on in your head around your diet, every time you notice these thoughts come up, and it's not going to be every time because they're so ingrained in you now that you don't really know when you are or are not thinking them, but as many times as you can, notice when you feel those things or think those things and just Call them out as they are. Call them out like, oh, here, there's that story again. Just you're being aware. Oh, there's me talking about that again. That's not true. That is so helpful to just be aware of how much you're thinking about these things in a day and what they sound like, what words you use in your head to um, tell yourself these stories and just not allowing them to actually take charge, just calling them out for what they are which is just a bunch of BS. (laughs) The next thing is to get out of any spaces that could take you backwards. So if you're in Facebook groups, if you're following people on Instagram that still talk about this diet mindset, and I know there's a lot of you out there that are following people that do, it's time to unfollow those people. It's time to clear out your energy clear out your space to make room for a new, cleaner, healthier mindset around food. So I know it's hard because we feel like we're in relationships with people when we see them on Instagram and communicate with them. I've made some of my best friends ever through Instagram. So I totally get that. But if it's not serving you, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to understand that what you're trying to do, the work you're in right now is more important. I mean, this is your life we're talking about. And maybe once you've done more of this work, you can go back and find those people again. But now isn't the time. Get out of those Facebook groups. Focus on yourself. Focus on your own stories and your own clearing up and cleaning up your minds. Now, this also will probably for some of you include real people in your real life, your coworkers, your friends, your family who are dieting and really stuck, stuck, stuck in that diet mindset and deep in it with no even idea of what they're doing or not doing and just really want to stay there you're obviously still going to talk to your family and friends. That's cool. But try to change the subject. If you really need to just be like, hey, I'm just kind of doing my own thing with my diet right now. I don't really want to talk about it. Let's talk about something else. I'm kind of sick of that discussion. Just let them know that you're not really interested in talking about that right now or just make up and change the subject or be super honest and be like, you know what? I'm done dieting. I'm done talking about food all the time. I'm done obsessing about my food. I'm on this new path right now. I'm really working on myself. So it helps if we don't talk about that diet mindset. It helps my journey. Depends on how you feel, what you feel comfortable doing. But either way, just you got to be super honest. It will only help. It will only make your path so much easier and cleaner if you be really forthright and don't let that stuff in. Next thing, you need to separate your weight from everything else you want in life, they are not connected, not in the slightest. You can have whatever you want in life. It has nothing to do with the size of your body and the weight that you are. It's true. It really is true. and as soon as you believe that, that's when things start happening and things start changing and you will notice so much good coming into your life as soon as you let that go. Does this mean you're not allowed to want to lose weight? No, but right now we're talking about dieting and we're talking about controlling and restricting and manipulating our food in order to lose weight, which then will bring us X, Y, Z. And I want to break that statement up. That is not reality. And that's what we're talking about today is just understanding that falseness of that statement that you can actually have whatever you want and weight doesn't have to be involved at all. Next, vow to stop treating your body like something that needs fixing. Oh, oh my gosh, please everybody. Please, can we all do this right now? Your body does not need fixing. Your body is working for you, not against you. Your body is getting you closer and closer and closer to wellness as long as you let it, which a lot of us don't let it because we're dieting. So please just remember, stop treating your body like it's not okay as it is. Like it needs to be fixed. Like it needs to be manipulated. Like it needs to be treated like crap. That's what you're doing when you're dieting. You're treating your body like crap. No, that's not the way to get what we want. Realize that health and weight loss are two separate things. Again, you can be the healthiest person on the planet and not be at what society would consider a quote unquote healthy weight. So scrap that. That's done. That's over. That is not a thing. If you need proof, go Google health at every size or H A E S. Go look at the Instagram posts about health at every size. Search the hashtags. You will see plenty of beautiful, gorgeous, healthy women of all shapes and sizes. And that's what it's about. So you have to separate the two. Health is one thing. Weight is another. Understand that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. Again, we are just like what I just said, health at every size. But more importantly, it's our uniqueness that makes us who we are. We are all meant to be unique sizes and shapes and colors and just everything. There's nothing about any one of us that is the same. And it is this uniqueness that makes us beautiful. So thrive in that space of you being who you are, looking the way you look. Let your uniqueness be the place where you get your confidence. So cool. I love how unique all of us are. And moving on, take on a new hobby or get back to an old one. Find enjoyment in your life. So again, for those people that are bored or waiting for something great to happen, find something else to fill that space where you would normally be researching your next diet or calculating your food intake, tracking on your app. Find something else to do in that time that you truly enjoy, something that has nothing to do with food. Maybe it's crocheting or knitting. Maybe it's watching a movie, making music, writing in your journal, taking a bath. I mean, just do something that you love to do. Find a hobby and do it instead of like this obsession with your food and your diet. Get back to enjoying your life beyond what you're doing with the food you're putting on your plate. Face what's really going on in your life head on. If you need to forgive, do it. If you need to apologize, do that. If you need to get your feelings out, like cry or yell, scream, whatever, go do that somewhere. Don't hurt anybody, but go do that. If you need to just feel, just be, have some alone time, go do it. Again, self care, right? We talk about that all the time here in the Keto for Women show. But a lot of us have so much stuff stuffed. Like we are stuffed with stuff, with emotional, mental stuff that we haven't dealt with, that we don't want to deal with. And so instead, we turn our back, we ignore it, we push it down, and we just hyper-manage our food. No more. We're not doing that anymore. You are going to face what's really going on in your life. You're going to have those tough conversations. Uh, You're going to cry. You're going to scream. You're going to punch a pillow you are going to get it out. No more stuffing our feelings. We're getting it out. You will feel so good when you do. Second to last one here. Ask for the raise. Go on the date. Buy yourself that new outfit. Whatever you're waiting for, whatever you want to be a certain size, and then you'll do, I challenge you to go do it now. Go do it right now. Don't wait until you're that next size down to buy that dress you want. Do it now just as you are. You're going to look so good in it. So go grab it now or go on a date or get up the courage to talk to your boss and ask for a raise or find a new job that you like better. You don't have to be a certain size to do any of those things. You can do it right now. And of course, the last one, you know this is all coming. I've already said this a million times in a million different ways. You have to be happy now. I can tell you for a fact, because I've done it myself, again, so much of this stuff comes from my own personal experience, I can tell you that when you are truly living your life and focusing on being as happy as you possibly can, as much as you possibly can, and being as healthy as you possibly can, which has nothing to do with how much you weigh, You will not have time nor care to obsessively track and control your food. You will eat and then you will go on enjoying your life. You will find enjoyment in your food. You will find enjoyment in all other areas of your life, and you just won't care. It will take so much of that away. So be happy now. Find that level of enjoyment now instead of later, because that later will never come. And then what have you done? You haven't lived your life to the fullest. So we're going to start right now. All right. That's the list and all the good stuff. Again, I said it was a juicy one. I said it was a spicy one. I hope a lot of you just have your wheels spinning right now. And more importantly, I hope you feel a little bit more like almost like a weight has lifted just a little bit, just knowing that this is a story that you've told these stories to yourself. For so many years, you believe them to be true, and they're not. And you can actively not believe them. That's all it is. That's all a change of mindset is, is not believing the stories that you've told yourself for anywhere from six months, six days to 60 years. It doesn't matter. You don't have to believe them. You can easily move on, if you do the work. And the work starts here and now for so many of you. I cannot wait to hear your stories. Please reach out and let me know how this affected you, what you felt listening to this episode, and if there's anything I can do to help you in your journey. As I said, you will have my help coming very soon. I'm so excited to release my next project. It will be all about this kind of stuff, just a little FYI, so you can be on the lookout for that. But go ahead and get started right now start doing the work, live your life, be happy, do the hard work. It will be so worth it. All right. I can't wait to hear from you. Talk to you soon. Until next time. Bye. This episode of the Keto for Women show is brought to you by the Fat-Burning Female Project. Yes, my flagship course, the FBFP, is sponsoring this episode of the Keto for Women show. As you all know, I'm so passionate about helping women get into a ketogenic state safely and effectively so they can go on living their life without rules and restrictions, but feeling amazing, getting the benefits of being in ketosis and feeling free around food that is what will happen in the fat-burning female project whether you go through it on your own in the diy class the fat-burning female self-study which is available at any time or you wait for the next project which is run a few times a year and you do so in a group of ladies that can provide the support and camaraderie it's up to you but no matter what, I want you to be a part of this amazing class and I want you to be on the path to keto freedom. Take it from Jenny. I highly recommend the Fat Burning Female Project by Sean Minor. It's keto for women and all about healing your body, regulating hormones, and learning to eat intuitively keto for your specific body. It's a program I did and I have never looked back. It's so worth the investment. I know Jenny has come from a past of dieting, lots of restriction. She has PCOS, and this has been the thing that has worked for her and the thing that has worked for so many other women. I can't wait to see you in class. Head over to seanminor.com. Get on the list to be notified when the group course opens or get started on your self-study journey today. That's seanminor.com to get going on the Fat-Burning Female Project. See you there.